Good afternoon, Footstock Hub listeners, and welcome to the next episode of the Footstock Hub podcast. We are still yet to be submitted on Apple. I am trying. I'm aware of the issues. Sorry, it will be sorted soon, I promise. We are joined today by regulars, um, Mark White and Gertie. We decided that Nellis decided he had one more week on the pod to prove himself, and we'll see how the reaction is. And finally, we've got a special guest in the man himself who cannot spell to save his life, Trader Hacks. Hacks, how are you? I'm all right. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much for having me on. Not a problem. I, you've been by high demand. I can assure you that due to your probably inability to, to write on Slack, but never mind. I'm sure it's because your football knowledge, really. Very much doubt that, Callum, but... Uh... <laughs> okay, gents, we'll, we'll start with the crazy weekend of football. There is no other way to de- describe it in any way, shape or form. Um, Mark, I'll come to you. Talk to us. Give us one talking point for the weekend. What surprised you the most? Well, I mean, it has to be the uh, the, the Villa game, really, doesn't it? I mean, uh, I actually didn't think they got enough credit for the result. It was one of these things that because everyone was talking about Ole and Manchester United's collapse and everything else, I don't think Villa really got the credit they deserved for what was a uh, a pretty stormy stormy victory. It has to be said. I mean, they they look really really good, and given how many new signings they've. Uh, they put together the very fact they all started to gel within uh, you know a few weeks of training with each other is uh, is really impressive. So uh, yeah, I might have to be adjusting some of my uh, my predictions over the course of the season and uh, and some of my teams on the back of that performance. Yeah, Villa looks strong, just as bad as uh, as obviously Liverpool at week. And I, I get your point exactly. As again, obviously as a Spurs fan, it was a, it was a great win. But after that Sky Sports game. 95% of that is how bad were United? Don't United need to sign someone? How about giving Spurs a bit of credit for two minutes and that regardless of the red card, don't get me wrong, it was never a red card or if it was, he had to send Lamella as well. So I think Lamella was worse. Um, but for, how about giving Spurs a little bit of credit for once in their life? But hey, I guess that's that's journalists, isn't it? They all want to talk about United. Um, John, did you manage to catch much of the weekend action? I didn't, kind of. I kind of did, right? So... I was uh I was up home seeing my parents because I I think we're gonna get locked down here in Ireland pretty quick. So I was like, look, I'll go up and, and say hello. And on, on Saturday night, stayed up very late with my dad, woke up late, and then we had to go and sort of brush the cobwebs off. I got about I got most of the Liverpool game. I didn't see the United Spurs game, unfortunately, but by God, Jack Grealish looked amazing. And I just think he's one of those players that never gets enough credit. And I'm not a big Jack Grealish advocate, and I'm, it's not like I hold a load of him or anything. Um, the bastard could have played for Ireland and he doesn't so if anything I actually don't like him but credit where credit's due five goal, like goal involvements the other day against Liverpool and do you know I seen like a clip went up on, on Twitter of like his two minutes on the ball and he just didn't make a bad decision he's so silky with the ball and he's just really good I think he, it's about time he got the credit he's due yeah who's your English team John? who's my English Man United I grew up supporting United right <laughs> I grew up supporting United I've been to a couple of games but you know, I was a '90s kid. It was the, it was the cool thing to do to support United over here. No local teams; they're all shite. Um, but you know, I'm I'm a I'm a supporter of European football, Callum. <laughs> I'm not surprised after the state of United. <laughs> um, Adam, obviously, I'm going to call you Adam rather than Trader Hacks. Obviously, you're, you're a Cardiff fan. Talk to us about the championship and the starts of the season for you boys. Oh well, um, yeah, Cardiff fan. Quite a long time, Cal. Um, followed him up from the old Division Three, so seen plenty of shit games in my time uh yeah generally i was quite pleased with our performance during the end of lockdown i thought we come out of it the best team in the championship probably um so it's a bit of a shock that we've gone backwards a little 
start the season, really. Been a poor start. Decent point against 10 men Blackburn on the weekend. But uh, like I said, I don't think our recruitment policy has been great this season. Uh, we've, we sacked uh, Nathaniel Mendes-Lang. Yet to know why. It seems like there was some sort of uh, some legal issue around that. Uh, he was a decent wide man for us. So we haven't really... We brought a youngster in from Liverpool, Ojo. Shea Ojo, I think it is. Um, doesn't look like he's going to cut it at the moment, but probably needs a bit of game time, you know, just to get used to the championship. You don't get as much time on the ball. So I think he will take a bit of getting used to, really. I think I've got uh, 30 of him. He's gone inactive, hasn't he? On- yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he's gone on loan to, Liverpool, uh, to us from Liverpool. So... So you're I, telling I me to get rid? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I, I don't think he's got much of a future in Liverpool. Maybe, maybe championship sort of level as he gets used to it, Cal. But, uh, but no, it's been a disappointing start for us. But I think our own lack of recruitment, a lot of youngsters coming, youngsters on loan rather than signings. Um, striker looks good. More um, started with a couple of goals. We've lacked a, a big man up front that can actually hold the ball up and do anything with it. So hopefully he can he can get fifteen to twenty this season because we've not really had a goal scorer since. Uh, the Chopper and, Z- and Zahor. Zahor was decent enough, but injured a lot. But uh, the Chopper and Buthroyd days were the best for Cardiff, I think, watching Cardiff in the last uh, 10 years. I'll tell you what, the only player that, every time I hear Cardiff, the only player that pops in my head is Sol Bamba, and I have no idea why, because he is an absolute shit show. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, no, no thank problem. you for that. Uh, Gertie, we'll move on to you, just purely because of, of time. Um, a, a, a scrape past Sheffield United, we'll say. How did you find it? Yeah, I mean, Sheffield United never really seemed to turn up until they were 2-0 down and then they had a bit of a go in the last 15 minutes. But uh, I think in, in the end, we just had a bit too much quality. It was nice to see um, the two wing-backs actually linking up for the goal uh, because they spend most of their time in the other half. Um, it's good to see Saka starting at left wing-back again. I, I notoriously hate Ainsley Maitland-Niles, no matter if he has two or three good games and all of a sudden looks like he's turned it around, I still hate everything about his body language. So get Saka in that team as much as possible because he is a, yeah, he's, he's much better and a, yeah, much better attitude as well. But yeah, I think, I think in the end we should, the, the, the real benefit is what we, the win against West Ham and the win against Sheffield United, they weren't pretty, but they're probably results that we might have dropped in, uh, points in the past. So I'll take them. Um, but the, the real proof in the pudding will be the big games. I know we yeah didn't do so great. Um, but yeah, if we can turn up against like Man City and Liverpool and Man United, um, yeah, I think that's all the top teams. Oh yeah, Chelsea maybe too. But yeah, if we can turn up in those games, I think we'll be all right. I have full confidence we are finishing above you again this year. Full confidence. I have no doubt about it. Um, we'll move on to more footstock related issues and we had since the last um since the last podcast the lovely weekend offer which was a surprise it was rushed out um i say rushed out it probably wasn't rushed out they probably planned it for a long time but it kind of came up on us um and they decided to refund 200 pounds up to 200 pounds of of cord- contest credit that was lost and give a 16.5% net spend also on the market as of the packs. Um, obviously now that we've got the change where the packs are also helping fund the market. Um, John, I'll come to you first. Did you enter the weekend? And secondly, did you make any use of the 16.5% net bias? So I entered, I think I had about 80 quid left the tournament credit. I entered it in a couple of Basically came nowhere, um, just had shared entries. I think it was a very hard week to predict. The, the differentials had a, a beautiful week. Um, I, I wasn't differential, I was a proper template team. 
just thinking, look, it's 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 a free a free bet. I may as well try and get something out of it. And if if my sort of winning combo happens to be the get me top five, top ten, do you know I didn't have any differential, so I was never going to win anyway, really. But uh, no, basically I, I did shy. Um, the sixteen and a half percent. No, I didn't avail of it. I was kind of gutted. Uh, Footstock commissions come in last night, <laughs> a little bit late. Rob, if you're listening, mate, do you know I would have bought a lot of packs had you got it to me a day earlier. But um, no, I had no other cash to put in. I'm a bit cashed up at the minute with different platforms and goings on. So um, no, I didn't have anything to put in, unfortunately. Uh, we'll come on to affiliates later because as Gertie well knows, our, our man Adam here, he has a, he has an issue with affiliates. So we'll come on to them later because that'll be quite a nice <laughs> little chat. Um, Here's Carl. No worries, mate. We'll, we'll prod you in that direction. <laughs> Mark, how about you? Did you, uh, I, I think I saw on Twitter, I think you used about, was it 192 or something along those lines? Yeah, exactly. I made it a mission, really, to see if I could lose the four two hundred quid, and I was I was absolutely gutted. I was uh, yeah about four quid off as a result of beating Cami. It was really annoying. Uh, yeah, so no, I I basically took the uh, took that in full, entered uh, all of the different tournaments, uh, had a mare. Um, yet again, my uh, my sort of nemesis Harvey Barnes let me down. Uh, I mean, I don't know how many weeks I can keep putting up with him. Actually, to be honest, it's it's turning into a bit of an EastEnders style soap opera. I just keep going back to him, but. Um, yeah, no, on the whole, lost lost a lot of money, uh, but then I'm getting it all back tomorrow, I hope. Um, and then on the on the net buys, I mean, I actually adopted a different approach. I, I used this as an opportunity to clear out a whole bunch of uh, of players. I think we talked about in last week's pod having having a bit of unnecessary um, sort of excess baggage in the uh, in in the portfolio. So uh, yeah, I did very well actually. I, I sold about two grand's worth of uh, of players opposite, going in the opposite direction to the the net buys, and it was. Uh, with some satisfaction on Monday morning, I logged in to find a lot of the people that I sold were uh, dropped about five or six quid. So uh, yeah, I think it was the the right decision. Um, I was only an hour in sixteen and sixteen and a half percent is really really good. But yeah, I did sort of figure that a few of them would be be a little bit overpriced. So um, yeah, I've uh, I've sold that uh, sold those, and I'm um, yeah going to be doing some swapping and some pack buying over the next few days. I reckon now the uh, the transfer window shut. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad strategy at all. Actually, I think to be honest, I probably expected a slightly more dip. Actually, I think it's recovered quite well. Um, I was exactly the same on the contest. So I, I probably picked my worst weekend on footstock since the start of the year, really. Um, so again, thankfully for the £200, um, I decided to take the good route of avoiding Chelsea and Leicester. And obviously, uh, not Leicester, um, Chelsea and who was the second game after Chelsea? Everton. Um, yeah, absolute disaster. Avoided them all, got absolutely nowhere. Um, so yeah, Gertie, how about you? I think, did you venture into the pros for the first time in a few weeks? I did, yeah. I thought I'd really give it a good shot. And uh, I backed Wolves. Um, I backed Leicester. I backed Man City. Uh, I backed Liverpool. So yeah, you can imagine how it went. <laughs> I've also fully utilised the um, the £200 cashback. I actually am going to probably get a little bit embarrassed and maybe get the full £200, which <laughs> makes me think I'm slightly over it. I haven't added it up myself, so let's see how it goes. But but the, the funny thing is, um, even though I lost the £200, I actually still have managed to profit just because I turned, turned some of my credit into cash and all the credits bought at a discount anyway. So I, I think I profited like 30 quid by losing during this promotion, which is pretty pretty funny. But um, but I, I did also, I made, I made the most of the, well, not made the most, but I uh, utilised the net spend bonus so I put about uh, I think I spent over a grand mixture between the top players on the market because I think that's where all the yeah 
where the, the best value is at the moment with those guys because if they're not coming out of packs or anything anymore, um, they'll be the they'll be the first, they'll be the last ones that footstop stop buying these four and five star cards. So I, I went and bought stocked up on those for the hundred k um, used deal of the day. So I compounded with that, so I got me sixteen percent or whatever it was bonus, and then chucked them in deal of the day sometime and got another ten percent credit, um, making it even harder for me to lose in future, especially if I keep playing these pros. Um, yeah, and also. I, a load of pack discounts that I've been stocking up for like since forever because I've never really bothered with them. Um, and because I expect Footstop to probably reduce the credit in the pack so they can continue thinning out the market in the near future, I thought I'd make the most of them pretty sharpish. Uh, so yeah, these packs, I can't imagine the packs being as good as what they are now almost ever again, really. So yeah, I just went and blitzed those for a few hundred quids worth and it was nice to actually get the bonus on the packs this time as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I said it last week, but genuinely, if, if anyone's listening to this and is paying full price for contests, it's so easy. Even on the market now, have a look. There's inactives on there for 49p that you can still credit swap for 60p. So if you enter in a beginner contest, buy 10 of those, swap 10 of those, and you've given yourself a free entry. There is literally no excuse to ever be paying full price at the minute and with deal of the day and everything. So please make sure people use it because it's like are literally giving it to us. So yeah, make sure you use it. Adam, we know that you are a pretty useless at contests. Um, was it any different this weekend? <laughs> No, no different, Cal. Usual shit. Uh, prob- probably down about 180, I think. I worked it out. A couple of small caches in the silvers. I used most of my money on the uh, single games pros, to be honest. Uh, didn't really have many differentials and not that it would have mattered when Liverpool lost 7-2, you know. Um, but yeah, I didn't spend much in the market neither. Bought a couple of the players, the new players, I think, that are, uh, with the influx of people buying new player packs on this promotion. I thought it was a good opportunity to stock up on a couple of the the new players that were coming into the market because the prices had definitely dropped maybe 30, 40% on some of them that I could see. So so I took the opportunity to stock up on a few of them. I was going to sell some old players. As you know, I needed some money out, really. But... I'm useless at selling, so I decided not to bother in the end. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've, I've picked the wrong time to bulk sell all my cheap players. I think, Mark, you messaged me in the week saying you'd bought loads of players off me. Yeah, I got a load of Emersons off you and he didn't go, did he? So uh, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking I was going to double my money and now I'm stuck with him for, for another few months. But yeah, like anything, if you time it, he'll go eventually. So uh, I'm not too worried. I'll just sit on him for a while. Yeah, no, I've I've got rid of all my cheapos and I've I've stocked well and truly back up on the Son Hyun Min hype. I'm back up to the full two hundred. So, uh, yeah, I have no issues. He's on deal of the day again today. <laughs> um, so I bought another one just to get rid of him. And uh, yeah, I, I have no doubt in my mind. I know I people must think I pump him every week. I don't care. It's my podcast. Do what I want, but. He, 20 quid, right? And I look at the other legendaries, Kane, 40 quid, Salah, 40 quid. There is no reason in my mind he is not that price. But hey, hey I could be wrong. So, John, you used to have lows, didn't you? But I think you, you got rid of some of your sons, didn't you? Son? Yeah, I think I had like 40 at one stage or something. I can't even remember. Maybe it was less. But Jen, only eight left. I'm just looking at it now. I didn't trade him in, but I traded a couple of the others in for the deal of the day just to get a bit of credit for these virtuals tonight. Yeah, I've uh, I've not actually entered the virtuals again, but um, I bought I bought some sons recently. Guess who I bought them off? Gertie, don't don't. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I did sell a few before. It wasn't last week. It must have been a good what two or three weeks ago. No, no, because it was during the promotion. And Lagan's pumping son every week, gifting yeah, well. them and scumbag. It's on the conspiracy. <laughs> 
I pump in before the podcast and then I sell them and then yeah, I buy them back. <laughs> I don't, that's a lie. I yeah, uh, I think I can't remember what I did. I must have needed some funds somewhere. But yeah, I'm back up to the 200 k You are never invited on again. Um anyway, we'll move on. Um, as you've just got me, I'm gonna take you straight back. So I I said to these, and we had at the start of the year, we had our hundred K entries. Now I know that we've got two people in this room that may have gone against all of the rules. We said you enter one team at the start of the year. You know, we see how it does. We, you know, a bit of fun to get us going. But yeah, I'm well aware that Gertie, for one, did not enter his team. Mark White, I'm looking at you right now. I believe you didn't enter your team. John, you didn't let me down, did you? You entered yours. I entered mine after much humming and hang, and I can't really remember which one it actually was, but I definitely <laughs> entered it. Yeah. Because that's, so that's got- the agreement, and that's what a gentleman does, Callum. Exactly. You know, you almost think that we, we make these things, you know, people work hard on this podcast, John, you know, more than anyone. Mm. It's not, a, it's not a five second job. You well, know? it's pretty easy when you just show up and talk for a few, for <laughs> half an hour, like, but do you know, when you don't see what goes on behind the scenes, I mean. Yeah. So um, they've snaked us out. Gertie, have you since entered a hundred K entry? I, I did. I went back and checked and I actually forgot. I did enter a team just before the stars updated for the first time, but it was no, it was nowhere close to the one we talked about on the pod, but I did want to um, yeah, chuck one in just with all the Pulisic, Kane, Sterling and all that stuff, all the players that were going to go up in star just to see if I could catch it. It's, it's actually um, about 150 points behind my 20 star challenge team. So you're not missing out on anything with that one. But I did... <laughs> um, Enter one this weekend on the Sunday evening. Um, again, just before the stars updated and changed with the players that are informed, so that you can imagine I chucked in players like uh, Graylish and Calvert Lewin and stuff like that. Because uh, yeah, I can't imagine Graylish popping down into like two star or anything like worthwhile like that. So I thought I'd make the most of him at three. And same with Calvert Lewin. Like these goals are going to stay with him all season now with the new PPG. Um, so yeah, I thought I'd make the most of that. Yeah, no, um, yeah, again, I entered one just for the star changes and Calvert-Lewin was definitely in, in that one there. Um, so I'm just looking at mine now, the one that I entered at the start of the year, the one that we agreed to enter. I am currently 37th. I don't think that's too bad a shout because obviously... That's probably the Kane Son double up. It is absolutely. The Kane Son double up. Um, Vardy has got me, obviously, those two massive game weeks. Uh, Sterling's got me a couple of nice ones. Werner was obviously absolutely bummed out. De Bruyne has got me one big game week, but yeah, I'm currently 37th, so that's not a bad effort. Yeah, there's certainly the Son and Kane, they're the ones. Um, John, obviously, you're not 100% sure which one's yours. How have your entries done so far in the 100k? Oh, can we remember? Let me see. I could probably work this out pretty quick. It's not those two, it's one of these. I didn't have Ramsdale in mind, did I? Or Tarkowski? No, I didn't. Okay, what the what? one of those cards is just. That's my total. Okay, uh, this one is definitely the one that was ours. So it's sitting in no place, 728 points. Timo Werner's done nothing for me. Sterling's had a couple of good games. De Bruyne's, there's just a bunch of draws there. Vardy's had a couple of cracking games. Michael Antonio's done well. But I mean, like Pulisic hasn't really even played bar one game. And yeah, it's a pretty shite lineup now that I look at it. I've got one in 240th. But who have you got in there that is that any of the Spurs boys? Just Harry Kane. I can't believe I didn't. I definitely had the double up. I must have pulled it out. I think I originally had it in the one I sent in first for our thing. What, your 20th attempt at your team? 
Yeah, <laughs> if I hadn't a tinker, I'd have been laughing. <laughs> yeah, um, Mark, I, I believe you are also uh, someone that has not entered your team, but have you entered some in since? I have, and in fairness, I did actually enter one before the uh, before the season started. So I think, yeah, Gertie, it's just misinformation again, isn't it? I don't know, we can't <laughs> we can't have him on. But uh, no, I, so I, I'm actually in 55th with the team I entered, and in fairness, I made some adaptations based on some excellent feedback from some learned colleagues. So uh, yeah, so basically, I I, I took out uh, Vinegra, which was just as well i think uh yeah. from that pod because he's gone now isn't he um but yeah basically I'm, I'm 55th looking at this uh 200 quid uh and uh yeah i've got ramsdale in there as, as i had originally you got salah got kane and uh vardy are getting most of the points for me and uh gertie's favorite man uh ainsley maitland niles is, is letting me down quite badly actually i think him and doherty are the two that are um are dragging it uh dragging it down a bit but uh yeah, I entered a few on, on Sunday night, similar to, to the rest of you. I thought, you know, the chances of getting people like DCL and Vardy and others at three-star again are, are very slim. Uh, so, yeah, I think I put in about eight or nine teams uh, with various combinations on uh, on Sunday night. So, yeah, it's quite quite a busy one. So our quest to the 25 grand, I'm currently leading them the way because if I remember rightly, if one of our teams wins it, it's going four ways, boys. That's right. You're sharing it, yeah. So uh, that, that's why John took Son and Kane out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we had to diversify, you know, we had to have four different teams covering all scenarios. So you're covering you know? the bottom end then, are you? It's a... Yeah. <laughs> Basically give a point to the one who comes last, yeah. That'd be a good idea, actually, wouldn't it? I mean, if Tom's listening, I think giving a point to whoever comes 937,000 or however many teams will have by the end, uh, that's that's got to be worth the prize, I think, really, you know. But you have to have a minimum amount of players or games played by your players or something, so you couldn't just pick in actives, you know, if you yeah, have to have like yeah, a minimum yeah. of 50 games played by your players, lowest score wins. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. Well, we, we've probably got that person on the pod right now, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was wait, waiting for that, you <laughs> arsehole. <laughs> I'm scrolling through the leaderboard right now. Yeah, the, you won't find one of mine in the top 100, <laughs> Cal. Um, I think I did have one go up to about 126 on the weekend. And funny enough, that was my game week one entry. So I tailored the team for game week one. And it's doing the best out of all my teams, which I currently have. I think I have five of in at the moment. And they're all doing shit. My 100k, my, um, the one I've done for your 20 star challenge is actually second place, I think, Carl. So you can see how bad the rest of my teams are. From uh, from that bit of information, do you do any research, or do you just throw them in? No, I do. I do. I mean, I, I did get somebody to look over one team, and they said it. They they were caught, thought it was really good, but it's actually performing shit because it's got Man City players. Um, they got stuffed on the weekend or last weekend. Uh, Liverpool players, they got stuffed this weekend. So I'm probably not getting the luck on those sorts of uh, so, sorts of players that that I, I should be getting. But uh, it is what it is. I'd imagine I'll finish. Uh, close to the bottom like I do at most weeks <laughs> to be honest I don't even know why I'm on footstock <laughs> you're there just to provide us with some entertainment I think. <laughs> um but yeah I mean I'm convinced that I mean our good friend Noli is currently sitting in first with that 25 grand next to his name which is crazy every time I say it um I'm convinced the whole top 100 right now will probably not finish in any of the top 100 places come the end of the season um I've currently got a team in ninth and 10th but uh just looking at them now, I've got Ben Davis in one of them. I don't particularly see him playing that often. Uh, and the other one, I've got Mason Mount, who uh, uh, I don't know. But yeah, um, it's interesting. But um, we will continue our little 100k journey. I'm leading the way as expected. We will move on to this week. 
Um, the interesting part now we've had the Champions League draw and Tom has told us that the auctions and Oliver posted something in Slack the other day um, that the auctions are well underway and are nearly with us. The first that I believe was PSG and somebody else that now off the top of my head, I can't remember. Um, I am stumped in where to go. Obviously, PSG, you look straight away. You look at Neymar, you look at your Mbappe. Um, Adam, we'll come to you first. You said, because in, in the Slack the other day, you were talking about you reckon people will overpay massively. What kind of price would you personally bid at for, let's say, Mbappe or Neymar? It's a really difficult question because um, obviously we know rarity plays a huge factor in in card prices, particularly from the market. Um, if Footstock release a very small amount of auctions for these type of cards, because they're not going to feature in, in a huge amount of games throughout the season, so you wouldn't expect them to release the kind of quantities you would on new player cards in January, for example, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, if they release 100, then I could I could kind of see Mappy easily going for £100 um, or bids of £100 in. Um, if they were releasing 500 in, then I'd expect maybe smaller bids, but um, depends whether we get numbers on how many they're going to release and um, then what the minimum bid is. I mean, how much would... Footstock one from Mbappe, what star level would they consider him? How are they going to run the star levels? You guys got more experience for the Champions League stuff than me because I have have not been on the platform as long, but I'm assuming they don't run in the same kind of system and they just get allocated a star rating by Footstock based on on the quality of player, really, for the Champions League. But yeah, it's it's a really interesting dynamic. And um, I mean, it's it's not going to flood the market as, as, as fast. I mean, they, they did allude to wanting to get new players out there fastly, but uh, if they're only releasing 100 at auction, I suppose it depends on how many active users we have within within the the overall system, really, and how many bids we're allowed to place. I think I did see some screenshots of five bids, so it'd be interesting if we're allowed to do five each on, on low, low, low auction players, you know? Yeah, I'm really struggling with that concept as well. Um... Mark, what are you thinking in terms of, in your head, what are you willing to pay? What do you think you may have to pay? Yeah, I think it's going to be one of these ones where there could be quite a significant drop after the uh, after the first game. Because, you know, in terms of sort of differential, if you've got, say, for example, a Neymar or an Mbappe or someone like that, then for that first game, that's really going to make a, a, a big difference. But I can actually see them. I mean, we've seen this a bit over the summer, haven't we, with, with players coming onto the platform and then, I mean, Werner's the obvious one, sort of then dropping quite quite significantly, then peaking and dropping. For me, um, I have to say, I'm going to think quite hard about whether I, I go down the, the Champions League route, to be honest, because um, I can just see at the moment that in order to be competitive, you're going to have to spend quite a lot of money, uh, you know, on these top players, these Neymars, the Mbappes, et cetera. And, uh, I'm not entirely sure whether uh, whether I want to go go down that route at this stage. Um, so yeah, I mean, in terms of your question, I think that I reckon that certainly a Neymar and Mbappe, a big name, will, will go for probably between about eighty to hundred quid in the first instance. But I think that I could see him dropping down to sort of, you know, about fifty relatively quickly after a couple of games. Uh, I'm not sure I'll be paying that. I mean, if he get if he goes under fifty quid or so, I'll uh, I'll think about it. Just uh, particularly for Mbappe and Neymar, they've got a good good few years left in them, but. Um, yeah, I think for Champions League, it might actually be worth looking at some of the uh, 
things like for PSG, someone like the fullbacks, people like Florenze or, or Marquinhos, you know, cheat code defenders come midfielders because I think you might get a lot better value out of them than you would out of the, uh, the really big star names. Yeah, John, I was actually going to come to you as you, you know, you told us at the start, I'm going to put you on the spot. You are a European football man. Um, I've just looked, Sevilla's the other one because they play Chelsea in the first fixture. Um, take us away from the obvious. Sevilla, PSG, if you could put anybody into your Champions League teams or anyone that you could auction for, who would you be looking down that route from? Sevilla, you probably have to go for Reguion and Banega. I'm only joking. I know you're all guys there. <laughs> no, probably Ocampos, maybe. Um, I don't know who else, really, from Sevilla, to be honest with you. Munir is he even playing striker these days. Sevilla, I wouldn't particularly follow, but PSG, I mean, the thing is, Mbappe, paying a lot for him makes sense because of his age, because of you have him for his career, because of European competitions. I mean, if, if Footstock's around, which we all hope it will be and imagine it will be, and if we're all still on the platform, if you buy Mbappe in the first auction, oh no, I've paid 100 quid, you could essentially have him for six, seven, eight major international tournaments on top of Champions League football for the next 10, 15 years, on top of a big transfer down the line, on top of them opening up the league in. Um, do you know, that that's the way you need to look at that. Someone like Neymar should be half the price because although he's an absolutely elite footballer and probably a proper, proper footstock cheat code as well, I'd say he would just rack up massive points. Um, but I mean, his age, he's not going to be at those Euros. I doubt they're going to include um, the American Cup, the Cup of Cup America. Is that That's what it's called, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and do you know, so like the big, they're the big obvious ones. If you're straight away from them and PSG, I don't know, would Verratti rack up a bunch of pass points? I don't know. Marquinhos, I think, is the big shout there, really. I think he could be a really, really top-notch defender option. Um, but outside that, I don't know. They've probably got some youngsters coming through that might be worth looking at if they're auctioning off. Do you know, if, if, if everyone's focusing on clearing cash balances for the big boys, maybe do you know some of these youngsters could go under the radar picking up Dagbat right back. If you were paying a few quid for him, maybe that's worth it, do you know? But Yeah. Yeah, we had this conversation the other day, didn't we, that um, Footstock needs to be careful in terms of releasing some of these players slightly too cheap in relation to if they go and open up another league, they could be given away hundreds of a certain card for cheap. Um, do you just want to expand on, because I think it was you that said that, do you just want to expand on your kind of, not issues, but in terms of looking at minimum price and what kind of thing they should be going down? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a real tricky one, I think, because I, I do like the idea of them getting loads of specific cards out because then you avoid Bale being sat at 180 and everyone just going, well, he's going to drop soon anyway, so let's just wait and it's a stupid price and then they're stuck up there and then the people that buy them because they don't know any different or because they just want the card, they're then a month later moaning that they've half in price when in reality it's just the natural way it works at the moment. So ideally, you flood them on really quickly, they'd all reach this, the, the reasonable amount and the reasonable price and then they stay there. But with this way, with the auctions, the, the issue is at the moment, these cards, like John said, um, they're, they're Neymar, he could only have 10 games for a season and then next year, another 10 games. So a Neymar card might have left enough games in his career that another card have in one season in the Premier League. And uh, especially if I can't imagine that Ligan is going to be the priority to open, to expand to in the near future. And I mean, you don't know where he's going to move to. So you, you rely on that. Um, and then if so we, we've, Neymar's probably an extreme example, but even with the other ones, if they did move to the Premier League in a couple of years' time, then they could have auctioned them at 50 quid a pop. 
because everyone's thinking, blimey, he's coming to the Premier League, he's useful every week, but they've already sold them all for £10 a couple of years ago. Because So I, I think that's a bit of a grey area there to keep an eye on. I don't know how many they're going to auction. The issue with it, they, if they only give off a, a, a small number because they want to give high prices or get high prices, is are you going to be playing the pros in the Champions League, like Mark said, if you don't have the Neymar and Neymar's playing a team, are you going to really enter? You might think if you know that only three other people in the tournament have got Neymar, you might be tempted. But if you think at least half the people in that tournament have got Neymar, then you're probably not going to want to enter. Um, so it's, it's a fine balance, I think, between giving them away cheaply and making some money to cover all the other costs. Because I think how they kind of already alluded to is that the selling of these new cards is what's going to fund the removal of all the old cards until there's some kind of balance. So they need to get a decent amount of money from, I guess. You see, when you're saying when they kind of... You're- they need to decide how much money they want for them. Are you on about how many they release? Like, obviously, if they release 20, they'll get more per card than if they release 100? Yeah. Or are you saying they're going to dictate the price like a bid zone or something? Or are you just so saying... I think... So what they probably maybe should do is have a bid zone uh, just to allow things to be sensible because, I mean, I, we don't know the traffic on the platform. We don't know how many people are actively going to be sat there for day one on the first auction. Um, and maybe even they don't know that, but I, I do think it makes sense to have some sort of sensible control over it or whether they just rely on the fact that they're going to be so scarce that people are going to be bidding. And yeah, I mean, I mean, it could just be a trial and error with the first few anyway. Yeah, I'd imagine they'll probably put on the, the slightly less sought after players first to test the waters, I was assume, before the big boys come on. But I could be wrong. They could go, we're going to go straight in and, and stick a minimum price of £100 on Mbappe and sell 100 and make 10 grand straight away. Um, who knows? But it's- I kind of envisage that this kind of thing could could have worked differently if uh, if Tom's listening, um, which is not. He only listens to freaking John Nellis's podcast. Well, maybe I can distribute it my channels. You know, I have a bigger following, Callum. <laughs> you won't care. <laughs> Basically, with the, I think the new player packs work quite well, uh, and they do quickly get them on there a lot faster than they did in the past. And the issue in the past is when people were chasing these players, which they do naturally, is they're they're selling off all the fodder. But what they could have done is had a, a ceiling on the market where you can always, so there's never there's never a player not available on the market. So Cavani, he's available in packs, but he's not available on the market. You could say you can either buy a Cavani for 50 quid off put stock on the market. No one can sell higher than that. They're on there for, for a month. Um, or you can chase him in packs. And that kind of covers it from both angles. So if you're specifically after a Cavani, you don't have to go and pummel the packs and sell off everything else. You can say, look, I'll just accept. I'd probably spend more in packs. I'll go 50 quid, I'll get one, and I've got him now. Um, and it stops these million-pound players coming up. I think we had someone for nearly a billion listed on the market last week. Um, so it, it kind of gets rid of that um, visual as well. Yeah, no, it, it'll be interesting. I think it's one of those, again, we'll have to play by ear and kind of see how it works out. Um, purely because of lack of time, we've only got about 10, 15 minutes left. Um, we are going to move on to a few questions because there were a few. We'll do the more serious ones first before we come on to the uh, the less convenient ones in footstock. Um, World <laughs> Cup Dan B has asked, how do you think the new pack buyback mechanic will play out over the next three months? Um, Adam, I'll come to you first, but Firstly, I mean, the major thing that I've seen is that actually the spreads are slightly larger in places 
if people are obviously if it's like a coming out in packs a lot and people are buying footstock are buying about the top market price yet people haven't noticed it there tends to be bigger spreads and i would love to not have a job and to be able to sit at home at the minute and just trade my life away um adam how do you feel it's going to play out over the next three months uh yeah exactly what you said i noticed on the weekend i think a few of us alluded to the fact that we've been trading the spreads i mean i was focusing on rear cards whether it's moral or not i suppose is, a, is, is debatable but um I was obviously buying the likes of Allison and some of the three-star rare cards because you obviously find that three of those come out of the 99.99 pack. Um, there's only 50 rare cards now, so you're you're kind of getting getting decent odds on rare cards coming out of well, like 30% of rare cards coming out of packs generally. Um, so with only 50 there, those are the kind of cards especially the ones that have been in that zone for a long time in the rear zone for a long time that are probably going to be at footstocks circulation levels on current users um so i was finding ones that had top end buy prices constantly which to me looked like it was people buying packs and footstock obviously buying them uh straight back so i mean i had quite a bit of success with allison obviously his injury helped to get them cheap um uh, there was quite a few others, Westwood, and a lot of the ones that we know have been around the rear area for a long time. I have no doubt you could have found them lower as well, Callum, if you if you really wanted to. But I felt rear was the the area to focus in for for maximising profits in those in that trading section, you know. Um, but generally, yeah. in answer to Dan's question, I, I think it'll provide stability as well. Um, what we tend to see is. You imagine Westwood, his price moves a lot all the time. And I wouldn't necessarily say it's on performance, neither. I think people will list a lot of Westwood at cheap prices. I mean, I seen a guy yesterday undercutting Pogba by £2. I bought I bought two, and then he was back to 7 95 from 5 it's, it's insane that people, I mean, users will generally undercut by so much when they sell. But obviously, with this, this sort of mechanism in place, it's going to keep the cards at a supply level that Footstock are happy with on users. And it should. And I think it's already working. We're already seeing more stability in, in collection value. Um, and you'd expect the cards that are not being bought by Footstock to get thinner on the market as we go. And that will reflect in price increases in those sorts of players. And probably the ones that are that are being bought by Footstock staying at a similar price, if you know what I mean. That That's how I envisage it anyway. Yeah, and you've written your 5K collection off anyway, haven't you? So oh, yeah, I know. have indeed, yes. <laughs> um, okay, Mark, um, how do you feel like the whole mechanic is going to work? Have you seen a massive difference or have you tried to use it to trade or are you just kind of seeing how it plays out? Yeah, no, I mean, I think sort of similar to, to, to what Adam was saying there. I mean, I think I, I've definitely noticed that uh, it's brought a new sort of lease of life to the sort of trading element of, of footstock. I mean, as I've said, you know, a few times before, I, I actually enjoy that element of it as well as, as, well as playing the... Uh, the tournaments and uh, yeah, similar to him, I have noticed now that if you sort of look at your fixtures and, and think about who's going to be playing and who's not going to be playing at the weekend and who they're playing and who's going to be in demand on those competitions, you can you can do quite nicely doing what a lot of us uh, are used to do and have been doing for a while, which is you know um, effectively buying buying cheap earlier in the week, uh, selling players on a sort of Friday night or in that mad rush on the, uh, the Saturday morning uh, for, for for a lot more. Um, so yeah, all, all good. I mean. I think the yeah the, the the three star thing is interesting. I think that is the area where there's been been the most difference. But yeah, but like you were saying earlier, Carl, with the um, with the Sons and others, I have noticed a few players that have been on deal of the day for quite a long period of time now. There's, they're definitely sort of rising in price slowly but surely. So uh, that would be an indication, I think, that uh, 
that it's working. Um, my only worry, I suppose, and it is, uh, as we talked about, I think last week or so, is just, you know, if Footstock are continuing to to always pay the top end price on the market, then um, they are going to have to make that money back at, at, at some stage. And that uh, hopefully they're keeping a careful eye on this to make sure that, that the whole thing is uh, sustainable versus the, the pack buying and all the other generous offers they're giving us at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. And I'm sure if they'll adapt it, if it need be, yeah, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Um, John, you don't have much of a collection left because you sold up. Um, <laughs> how are you finding the new <laughs> I have a big enough collection now, in fairness. Um, <laughs> how am I finding it? Yeah, look, I just kind of watching people open packs and, you know, watching prices go up, watching collection values go up. It's all good, baby. Um, no, I haven't been trading with it, no. I haven't. Um, my collection value was, or my um, tournament credit was all gone. And, you know, I think I kind of, from all platforms, I think in the past like week or two, I've kind of had a cooling off period. I was just glued to like between like three or four platforms, just too much time. So I kind of take, took a step back, but now I'm going to be looking at getting some more tournament credit, maybe opening some packs and getting stuck back in. And I maybe actually am in a good position to, to do that whole trading thing. I always said, I always said it was a tournament player, a trader trapped in a tournament player's body because of the massive <laughs> credit. Um, but it's gone now. So maybe I just have to, do you know what actually has put me off lads? I'll be completely honest with you. What's really put me off is I've just got so much shite in my collection and it's so cumbersome to go through and sell it all. And it's really like just put me off. I need to actually take half a day's work. I'd say, and just go and do it because I've got so much money tied up in bloody Ben Godfrey or like, I don't know, Grant Hanley probably. Do you know <laughs> weird players that no one's ever going to use? Do you know? I just need to get rid of them all. And it's really preventing me from from utilizing the actual collection value and being profitable. Um, one, one thing on this that I think Footstock should look at is I think that credit swap all was a really, really good idea, you know, where if you couldn't be bothered to sell each mm. of your, I don't know, Whoever left uh, one by one, you just do hit the button, bang, you know, 200 sort of inactive player went in one go. They should start, if they're buying off the market anyway now, they should start thinking about making that an option for one star or two star players. So rather than you selling your Godfrey's one by one or whomever it might be, you just hit the button and you can sell 50 foot stock in one go. That that might solve the problem I was talking about earlier in terms of, uh, of market price because you are agreeing to foot stock to effectively sell them to a, a discount. It just saves you the hassle of doing it one by it's one. It's my biggest pet peeve on the platform. It's how cumbersome selling is. I think it actually really puts me off the trading aspect because if I could go in and bulk buy five, 10, and I'm not even talking big bulk, I'm talking five or 10 of a player on a goal and kind of in play trade very quickly and then list 10 at a certain price really quickly, it would just make it such a, so much better as a trading platform, I think. Have you not had the new app? I kind of have the new app. Are you able to do that? You can now sell in, in mass, yeah. Can you? <laughs> you can, yeah. <laughs> Logged in. Well, you see, I've got some weird like version of it because I'm in Ireland. I don't have oh, like the... Don't we know it if anyone's been on Slack, sheep shooter, I know who you are. Stop asking Tom Mitchum every day for when the app is coming out in Ireland. He gave you an answer. Stop. Anyway, John, carry on. No, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah um okay we'll move on I'll, just because i really want to get this in before we leave adam you've got a a bit of a, a pet peeve on affiliates and we've probably got the biggest the biggest footstock affiliate probably with us right now um <laughs> go on oh, mate no. 
I'll, I'll clear this up for you, Callum. It's no problem. Um, no, um, my issue with affiliation stems back to, as I was probably telling you guys the, the other week, stems back to a betting background going back years where you'd have accounts like TW Enclosure. I don't know whether any of you know those on Twitter, massive, massive account. They obviously profit from you signing up through their link to bookmakers and then they post you losing tips on purpose so that they profit from your losses on those tips, if you know what I mean. Um, so that that's the kind of issue I have with affiliation. It's it's the the well exploiting, if you if you know what I mean, of of individuals that think he's tipping genuinely when I could tell you that was probably got three legs, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. So no, I mean I I wasn't a big fan of the the pack system before. I I, I believe it's changed now, John. You could probably clarify that. Um, what about it for for affiliates? Well, you was it you did you used to get a um, a profit on packs. I still do. You still do. Oh, that's interesting. I'm not yeah. a big fan of that, if I'm totally honest. What do you think people will promote pack buying? Is it? Well, before that, yeah, I, I'm, I'm guessing if you're making a cut of people buying packs, then you're obviously flooding the market. We know now that that's different because of the new mechanics that are in place. So less of an issue, you know. I'm just, I'm just sorry, Adam. I'm just laughing at Callum Lagden. He's sitting there as if he's got like a big wooden spoon out. He's loving it. I know he's smirking like the cat with a cream. Look, look, whether it's right or wrong for me, the way I looked at it is that's on footstock. Um, I mean, I did big pack openings when I came in because I made a bunch of commissions at the start because tons of high net worth individuals come over from football index and bought loads of stuff and pushed the prices to where they are now. And with their money, I decided, fuck it, I'm going to open packs and get more people to send up with my link. So I did that. No, that's, and that's then, fair, John. It you know, fair. And then yeah, it I happened again. I got more money from it. I was like, fuck, maybe I'll open five grand's worth and see if I get a few more bites. And then it happened again. Um, and now I have bought all this shit around me because um, it all worked out. But I did understand at the time there was a bit of frustration because people were thinking, oh, is, is buying... It could have even been you. Someone yeah, was giving shit on um, the Slack and I maybe being like, yeah, oh, is it a good idea to, to spend 5K on packs? You're just flooding the market. All oh, like, I still have... As I said, so much shite in my collection from opening packs. It'd have been much better going straight to the market, but um, yeah, no, I, I can see that. No, it's not not as fun, is it? It's not no, I, no. <laughs> I think they're um, I think they're looking at changing the the affiliate side of things. They've obviously changed from the revenue share to they're trying to get that cost per acquisition. So then, people, a lot of new affiliates yeah. wouldn't get that, but like the older established affiliates yeah. who've done their bit or whatever. Do kind of get the old deal? Stay on the same yeah, system. Yeah. No, I respect. Do you know what? I respect it with Footstock to an extent because it's a product that you've got to promote and it's a cheap form of marketing, essentially, as well, isn't it? If you think about it like that, you know, it's just my, my old, my old, like I said, my, my issue with it is the, is more the, the general bet inside, you know, the, the standard betting companies that, yeah, that promote lot losing tipsters, basically. It's, uh, that that is just so morally wrong for me that it just it just leaves a bugbear, you know. But there we are. Well, I tell you what, Adam, you'll love me whenever I go and open five grand worth of packs <laughs> the next time, and every dickhead's buying packs, and all of a sudden, sun's worth sixty quid because <laughs> Footstock have bought them all, and Footstock are bankrupt. Do you know? Yeah, it's an interesting topic. I mean, my my only issue is it is that John just used it to to make loads of money, and then he's leaving Footstock. So that's my issue of it. But that's. <laughs> Where is this John leaving Footstock stuff coming from? This is what they told me as well, John, in another in a, in a chat the other day, and I was like, "Oh, see, I told you he'd do that." 
<laughs> Where's this coming from, Lagden? Come on, I'm calling you out. Where's this oh, coming from? in the pot, mate. Don't you worry. <laughs> no, I mean, in all seriousness, um, you, you've done a lot for the product, so I can't really complain. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. We've only got a couple left. Um, Adam, this is another one from you from Ronnie Ten. How good is Sterling on a scale of one to ten? Oh, what an asshole! I knew he'd say that. Uh, you've probably all seen me rant about Sterling being a League Two footballer if he didn't have pace. Uh, yeah, not not many people agree with me, but uh, I don't know. I he, he's always, he's in the right place. In fairness to him, he's always in the right place. He scores goals, and I suppose that does make you a decent player. Uh, if I concede that he's better than I, uh, I'll concede that he's better than I give him credit for. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Mark, this is from Mr. White. He says, "How, off- how offended does Mark get when people think I'm him?" Very, I'd imagine. Incredibly offended, yeah. I get all these beautiful women saying, I really like your legs, and I have to write back, uh, <laughs> it's not me, and then they never deem me again. It's just, it's, you know, I don't know how to cope. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my days. Yes. <laughs> um, Gertie, you asked a question on there. Is this for Adam? Yeah, it is for Adam. Uh, you might have to read it out, because I've kind of forgotten what exactly what it was, but it was a good one. It says, what, what's your opinion on the current size of rustless burgers, in particular the ratio of sauce to burger? Sorry, sorry. I had, um, yeah, I had one today. I had a little bit of a rant in uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the Slack chats because uh, I noticed they'd made the burgers smaller and they kept the sauce actually the same size. Outrageous. It was flooding everywhere. Absolutely outrageous. I was having, I was having a bad day in work anyway, so <laughs> I goes down to have that for a quick lunch and... I just got sauce from arsehole to elbow, like, you know? You're quite a burger connoisseur, though, isn't you? Because uh, even though they're Rusters burgers, you toast the buns a lot, right? Um, sometimes, yeah. It depends how lazy I'm feeling, Gertie. It really does. Tell you what, now I'm back at work. I miss all these conversations. I tell you, I can't really check my phone. Um, Adam, this is one for you from Dan Jackknife. Name me a Welsh player to keep eyes on for our footstock contests. Well, that was a really good one, actually. Um, to be honest with you, it's a real struggle. It's a real struggle. Um, I thought he meant youngsters personally, but if he obviously if he meant general Welsh players, then Bale's going to be your number one at the moment, providing he can stay fit. Um, in terms of young youngsters, I mean Ampadu, I like a lot. I mean we had Woodburn come through a few years ago, never really done anything. Brooks and Wilson seem to be injury prone, you know. Both still youngsters, may hopefully they can turn turn that around. I like Mepham, uh, centre back for obviously was, was Bournemouth. People laugh at me for this one. But he's 21. He's a Welsh international. I think he's okay. Like he's a decent defender. He's only going to get better as he gets older. Um, Chem Campbell's an interesting one for for Wolves. Very highly rated. I think he's 18 now. Um, hasn't really done much. I'd like to see him go out on loan. To be honest, um, to a to a club down, maybe League One to start off with. Hopefully, you'll get get some game time then and improve. But but yeah, Ampadu is probably the one I would focus on at the moment. Playing for Sheffield United. He's classy on the ball. I'm not certain centre backs is his best position, local. Um, I think I'd rather see him DM to be honest. So, because um, I'm not sure he's 100 yeah. percent the centre back if you get me. But but no, he's got yeah. he's got good vision and he and he stands out in that Sheffield United team. He can pick a pass and I think um, I think he'll only get better with game time. Whether he's got a future at Chelsea is another matter, I guess. Yeah, no, interesting. Thank you. And then finally from Hoodwink, John, this one is for you. When are the streams coming back? He is given a face right now because he knows that the money is in Football Index right now. He knows. <laughs> it's not. No, do you know what it is, right? I think 
do, if, do you want to be honest with you? You said I'm not allowed to mention other platforms. No, right? be honest, mate. Be For honest. me, I think, do you know what it was? Football Index shot itself. And what happened there was basically it gave me a realization that I was probably overexposed in both football index and footstock. If 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 I lost all my money from a responsible gambling aspect, I had too much exposure in both those places. So I pulled out, I've pulled out about five grand out of football index at the worst possible time, you could say, but I decided that the risk is too great. I have to take it out because if I lose it, I don't want that. But if I lose the 10K that's there, so fucking bait. Footstock at about 11 or 12K in back to eight and basically what i've bought with it is loads of these things football card things to stick on my attic for like 20 years and then become rich and i've put a little bit into so rare because i just think divert like and this is like it is relevant because listeners need to realize you know that i'm not going off on a tangent this isn't what i was asked go on mate carry on it's fine but like diversification is key not only within a platform but across all of your investment or all of your gambling you know and it's not going to kill me for saying that, but I mean, it's just true. Do you know, you should never have all your eggs in one basket. That's just not how, but for me anyway, I just think it's quite, it can be irresponsible depending on the numbers of money you're talking about. So that's where maybe this whole John's pulling footstock banter is coming from. People probably see my collection value down. In terms of streams, do you know, I was doing streams every week and, you know, you're taking out four Friday, Friday nights of your week, four Sunday nights of your week. And I was getting like 23 people and I couldn't even fill a roulette tournament and there was no packs to be opening. And there was no single roulette anymore. And there's none of this. And there's fuck all to do on the site. And there was about 20 people looking at me. And it just didn't make sense. And then I'm doing a football index one. There's 200 people showing up. So it's like, whenever the demand's there, lads, I'm all over it. But it just doesn't make sense. I was giving away 100 quid packs every other week. I was down money on it. Do you know what I mean? Um, so the podcast is as good as you're going to get. <laughs> That's the compromise. I think you said before, you, you'll do like the big events, won't you? Like the, the, any like world championships oh, 100%. Like that, yeah. But I mean, what I'd probably lose from that is it's only fair maybe then that Footstock look at Lethal for, you know, bigger prizes and stuff. And that's that's fair, you know, because he's plugging it out every week and everyone should go and watch him because he does the exact same thing. He's probably better at it than me, you know. So there was two of us doing it as well. That was the other thing. There, there isn't enough people into it. If there was if there was hundreds of people on Footstock, who knows? Give it give it two years, lagged, and there'll be 10,000 people, 50,000 people on the platform and every decade will be streaming. I absolutely love that you've diversified your footstock collection by buying football cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's key. It's key. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I like it. You know what? I, I'd, I'd love to do the same. Um, I'd love to start mixing my, my bits around. Um, my only why I'm not doing it is purely time at the minute. I can't really, I feel like I need to put my all into one rather than being a bit crappy on all of them. Um, that's my only reason. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> 100%. It does. I'll be honest with you, it takes a huge amount of time that's on on So Rare as well. And before you know it, your Friday, Saturday mornings, Friday nights, mm. you know, you uh, you end up getting quite stressed about this. You know, you've got to think about all these different things you've got to add and check all your teams. And yeah, so taking a step back is good. Yeah. Yeah, especially like yeah, especially like now. Obviously, I I used to have a bit of money in football index. I, I know I said I weren't going to talk about it, but I did. Um, and you could leave it and it go back in two months, and you know it's safe. Um, but obviously now with with all the shenanigans going on, we're not going to go into it. Um, you certainly couldn't leave it for two months and just just let. Well, you possibly could, but it's it. Footstock as well, though. Footstock, you could buy youngsters yeah. and sit on it for six years, five years. I think so rare. The only thing that's kind of put me off a bit now even though i've put a bit of money into it is yeah. you actually have to be very active because cards actually have like xp attached to them so if you don't add to them each week you're losing out do you know whereas footstock doesn't have that so you could just buy 
100 Bakayo Sakas and walk away for three years. You could do that. Yeah. Every time I look at Sarai, it really, it's drawing me in. I'm not going to lie to you. And it, 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 but I just don't think I have the time. I really don't. But mm. we're, we're going on a massive tangent. Um, so the, the deadline, the answer to your question, John, is, is not in the foreseeable future. Are we agreed? Might do the October monster or if there's any big ones, 100%. Perfect. Yeah. Um, gents, I wish, I wish, as always, I wish we could do this for hours and hours and hours, but we will um, generally go again, hopefully again weekly. Um, and Adam, I'll, honestly, we'll get you back on air and I'm sure John will probably, because John's is more about you and a person and I, I like listening to those ones. This is more just chatting shite, to be honest. Oh, there's, no, there's nothing interesting about me, mate. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I, I want to know about how someone could lose so much on contests. So that's why I want you to go on John's. Um, <laughs> 100%. So yeah, if you could arrange that, gents, that'd be great because I'd love to listen. But thank you very much for joining us, mate. And generally, you, you are more than welcome anytime. Thank you very um, much. No worries at all. We will speak to you all next week. Have a great week on Footstock. Bye.